und willkommen to yet another episode of Der Ausblick, where today we take a look at Bayern's Saturday game against uh, TSG Hoffenheim. Uh, they are currently 11th in the Bundesliga table. They have a negative two goal difference. They are on 22 points. I am joined by Tom Adams for this one. Tommy, how are you doing on this fine Thursday evening? I am doing well. As you mentioned, it's Thursday. It's almost the weekend. One more day of work to get through, and then we can enjoy some more Bundesliga action and hopefully see Bayern extend their gap at the top of the table from seven points to who knows, maybe even 10, because it seems like all the teams in and around the top five just keep on deciding to lose and giving us the golden opportunity to keep extending our gap at the top of the table. It sure is helping Bayern a lot with inconsistent form from teams like Dortmund and teams like Leipzig. So we're going to stick with the same format that we had in our last episode with Freiburg, where we talk a little bit about the team's uh, record coming into this. Then we talk about three threats in terms of goal scoring, two players to watch, and then one big question before giving our predictions. So a bit about the record. Hoffenheim's last five games, they are 2-1-2, and two, two wins, one draw, two losses. Wins over Hertha Berlin, FC Köln, a draw to Armenia Bielefeld, and then losses to Schalke and Freiburg. They were the team that allowed uh, Schalke to break their losing streak and let Tasmania Berlin keep the one thing that they're well known for. Their last five games against Bayern Munich, they are 2-0-3. Two wins, no draws, three losses. 4-1 win is the most recent game that happened back in September. Uh, and then the one before that was a 6 nothing loss from last season. Uh, in terms of formations, their team usually runs three in the back. Uh, last three games, they've been running 3-5-2. One of their more recent games, they've been running with a 3-4-2-1. Uh, so that is probably what they are going to line up with this time. Uh, they have a long list of injuries, and that is something we are going to get to in a little bit. But first things first, let's talk about the three people that are the true goal-scoring threats for this team. Uh, starting at basically the bottom with two goals, no assists, and 14 games, we have Moanis Dabur. Uh, second, or tied for second, the person that is tied with uh, Ilhas Bebo at three goals and three assists. Uh, we will talk about him later, but uh, three goals and three assists is the second highest. And then the leading goal scorer, not surprising, is Andre Kramovic. Uh, four goals in his last five games, 12 goals, two assists in 14 games. He is currently the fourth highest goal scorer in the league, joint with Weghorst of Wolfsburg. He is behind uh, Lewandowski, of course, in first place. And then with 14 goals in second place, tied is Andre Silva of Eintracht Frankfurt and Erling Haaland of Borussia Dortmund. So, Tom, we obviously see one major threat in Andre Kramerich. But Kramerich over the last couple of games has not always played as a lone striker. He's often been played in the midfield, uh, especially in their game against Freiburg. He was playing mostly in the midfield, but he's often seen almost like a second striker or a center attacking midfielder. So how do you expect for him to make an impact or line up in this game? Well, Jake, I know that I can speak as one of many, many fantasy 
Bundesliga owners of Andre Kramaric throughout the season that he's obviously, as you mentioned, gone through a bit of a cold streak and hasn't found the back of the net nearly as often as he was in the beginning of the season. Of course, you know, it was unfortunate he had to miss several matches uh, due to coronavirus and having to isolate from the squad, which uh, that was when Hoffenheim was going through a very difficult period. But coming to the Allianz Arena, as you mentioned, Kramaric, uh, in addition to being able to play as an outright striker alongside Elas Bebu or perhaps Munoz Dabor, he can also play a little bit off to the side on that left-hand side, play as a midfielder. And I think uh, Seb Honus is definitely going to ask Kramaric to assume that sort of role against Bayern because it's going to need to be all hands on deck from a defensive perspective. And I think from Honus's and Hoffenheim's perspective, he's going to be asking Kramrich to do a lot of work on both sides of the ball to help negate the attacking threats that Bayern has, which is an entirely different beast than the attacking system of Hoffenheim. And, you know, as I mentioned, Bibu, Elas Bebu can be lined up right alongside him, or it could be Munoz Dabor, as we saw in that match we shall not speak of in late September, the 4-1, where uh, Dabor and Kramrich did an absolute number on Bayern Munich and came out the 4-1 winners. But um, as I mentioned, I think the main focus is going to be Kramrich uh, and having him do a little bit of defensive work and perhaps deploying him uh, a little bit off to the side as more of a, a winger, so to speak. Um, and, you know, we'll see if that works, but that's up to Hoffenheim to get those plans right. Now we're going to move into the two players to watch. The first player to watch is injured center back, Kevin Volt, and he is by far and away their best defender, uh, and the reason why we bring him up is because it was something that Sebastian Hoeneß highlighted in his press conference that he had earlier today. There are two quotes that I've extracted from that. First, quote, we have watched Bayern's last few games back and, of course, saw that they do present their opposition with chances from time to time. We want to create these chances and take them. And then the second quote is concerning Robert Lewandowski. He says to stop him, we need a solid team performance. He is good in one-on-one -on -one situations, perhaps too good. Now, the reason why I bring up Kevin Vogt is because he is on a long injured list of players that Hoffenheim have. They have one injured attacker, Robert Skov. They have two injured midfielders, Dennis Geiger and Florian Grilich. They have six, count them, six injured defenders. Uh, Kevin Vogt, as we've mentioned, Benjamin Hübner, uh, Kevin Akpogama, Ryan Sessegnon, Ermin Bicacic, and Konstantino Stafilidis. According to Holness in his press conference today, Akpoguma, Sessegnon, uh, Hübner, and uh, Bicacic, I'm sorry, is out. Uh, Stafilidis and Geiger are in training, but they won't be ready in time, but there are doubts questions about whether or not Grilich, Skov, and Vogt will be ready to go. So, Tom, in the last game that this team played against Etzek Kuhn, they ran with a back three of Adams, Nordweit, and uh, Posh, uh, Stefan Posh. So, the question really becomes, with Vogt being a major presence in uh, their win over Bayern in the first half, how do you think this team will approach this game if people like Kevin Vogt will not be in for it? Yeah, just as you had mentioned, it, it's uns he's unsure whether, Honus, that is, is unsure whether or not he's going to be playing a part. Uh, Cavell Paderbeck is also a player we're unsure of if we're going to see him on Saturday or not. 
if he is available, I would say that he would be directly inserted right back into the starting lineup. Perhaps for Posh, push Nordvite out to one of the uh, you know wider central roles, if you will, assuming that they deploy a 3-5-2 as they have done, at least for their past two performances, which were both 3-0 wins against, as you mentioned, FC Köln and Hertha Berlin, who are in dire straits at the moment. Um, Anyway, we got to give credit too to in his press conference. Seb Honus was giving a lot of credit to Maya Gasinovich, who's been playing as a, a wide backslash winger, if you will, in this three-five-two system for Hoffenheim, which is not his natural position. But Jake, just to answer your question holistically, I think it's all going to depend. Obviously, Vogt is going to be a huge miss, huge miss, excuse me, along with uh, Skov. But I think a lot of it is going to have to do with the fitness of. Uh, Paderbeck and whether he's going to be involved, or excuse me, Katerbeck, Pavel Katerbeck, I kind of combined his name there, but if he's ready to go, I, I would assume that Seb Honus would be ready to reinsert him into the starting lineup. If he's not, I wouldn't be surprised to see the exact same back three that we saw against FC Köln and Kasim, uh, Nordvite, and Posh. The last player that we are talking about and we are highlighting in our two players to watch is not Sebastian Rudy. Uh, it is Christoph Baumgartner. Uh, three goals, three assists in 17 games. He's the only player outfield uh, for Hoffenheim that have made all 17 appearances in the Bundesliga season so far. The only other player with 17 appearances is Oliver Baumann, uh, their goalkeeper. He's in a very important piece of this midfield for Hoffenheim. Very important in terms of forward progressive ball movement, uh, chipping in assists, as I mentioned, but most importantly, build up play leading to goals when Hoffenheim do score goals. It is very rare. They have a very low count of those. They've only scored 28 this year. Uh, there's rumors about him going to Manchester United this summer, so that's possibly why you may have heard his name before, recently at least, in the news. Uh, he plays importantly in this 3-5-2. Basically, the way that this operates is two wing backs, right? Three center backs, and then three people at the base of the midfield. Uh, and Baumgartner is one of the key players in that. Uh, Tom... He might be their most important player outside of Cromerich, and he plays in a position that Bayern will be looking to dominate in. How do you reckon he will perform in this coming game? Yeah, as you mentioned, in the position that he plays, he's an absolute destroyer for Hoffenheim. Every time I think of him, you know, especially in recent encounters with Bayern Munich, I just think of the tackles, the 50-50s, the grittiness, uh, the disturbances he causes in the midfield, and especially the, the role he plays in stifling the transition of defense to attack from the opposition and vice versa. And I think, well, naturally, Jake, any midfielder who's coming up against the dual midfield pivot of Lan Goretzka and Yashua Kimmich is obviously going to be a little bit intimidated and feel that they're going to come off the worst in a lot of those challenges and a lot of those duels. But, you know, Baumgartner is not going to shy away from the 50-50s. As I said, the nitty-gritty challenges, getting in between those half spaces to disrupt passes, uh, constantly sitting in front of that back three, whether it's Kasim Norvite and Posh or Kasim Norvite uh, and Katerbeck. We'll see who it is on Saturday. But as you mentioned, sitting as that anchor in midfield, he's going to be an absolutely pivotal player because you have to assume that for at least conservatively, 
70 to 75% of this match, Hoffenheim are going to be on the back foot containing everything that Bayern's throwing at them, assuming that Bayern is going to be dominant in possession and, you know, trying to build from the back and, and build situations that can create attacking chances for them and causing Hoffenheim to come out of their shell. This is just kind of a blueprint for how we always see teams play against Bayern. And we saw this back at the end of September when Hoffenheim beat us 4-1 uh, to one in Sinsheim. You know, this is the exact blueprint they used and were very direct with their long balls and their direct balls hurt us when we had numbers com committed forward. So a guy like Baumgartner is very, very important in that system as he provides that natural stability in front of the back line. And, you know, expect all of those things, which I've just mentioned, expect to see them on Saturday. But... Uh, obviously, with our bias, I hope that Goretzka, Kimmich, and company play right through that. Uh, one big question that we have for this game kind of addresses what we just talked about. Do you believe Hoffenheim will be able to put enough pressure on Bayern's midfield and backline to force goals? Because if we remember back to this game... Byron losing midfield battles was probably one of the key reasons why they lost that game to Hoffenheim, why Hoffenheim was able to get four goals past the back line. They kept relying on pressure and constant forward progression of the ball in order to get there. So, Tom, do you think Hoffenheim can do it this time, or do you think Bayern will have remembered their first game and come into this game angry? Yes, the latter part of that statement. And just to take a step back, I think Bayern are in absolutely sensational form at the moment. There's no denying that. Uh, you know. But we have to give Hoffenheim credit uh, because they've also had very good results the past two weeks as well. But I think they'll have their moments. I think they'll win their battles in midfield. I do. I think they'll create the chances through uh, Andre Kramerich, Elas Bebu, perhaps Munoz Dabor, whoever starts. I think they will create their chances. You know, Bayern do leave themselves open and susceptible to that. You know, will we see, we'll get into this, but will we see Nicolas Sula at right back as we did last week uh, in that system that I had talked about in the post-match recap for uh, the Schalke win? You know, that sometimes provides the necessary cover that you wouldn't get uh, with Benjamin Pavard or perhaps Buonasar, who likes to bomb uh, up and down that right channel and maybe not stay as home as much as Nicolas Sula. So, you know, all things considered, Hoffenheim are going to have their chances. They're going to win their battles in midfield. But I think from their perspective, it's just going to be too much from Bayern, and there's just going to be too much that comes at them and too much quality. The, the golfing class in each position, especially in midfield, I think will just uh, show through in the end. All right, final question, Tom. Final score predictions. For me, I think Bayern haven't solved all of their problems from earlier, but this last game showed that they have a way to find a potential fix for them. And for that reason, I'm going to say Byron win this game 3-0. What do you think? I'm going to take the same Byron scoreline as you, but I'm going to say 3-1, only because just in the back of my mind, I don't want to be too greedy to the football gods. I think that three clean sheets in a row with this Byron team sometimes is just a little bit too much to ask for. But <laughs> So I will take a 3-1 Bayern Munich win. How about a Robert Lewandowski brace? Thomas Muller with the other goal. And I'll give Kramerich a goal because as a fantasy owner of his, I just need him back in and amongst the goals. So I don't 
stay completely depressed about my fantasy Bundesliga season. I see we went with the Chuck Smith answer there, Tommy. So with that, we are going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Please be sure to like, rate, share, subscribe, and download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your quality audio content. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks. Follow Tom on Twitter at TommyAdam71. Follow me on Twitter at Jefferson Fenner. And until next time, when we wrap up this game, we will see you all later. I'll be the same.